I was watching uh, a program about forensic science the other day, and the expert evidence uh, examiner commented on how even identical twins have different fingerprints. No two people are the same. And I thought a little about how we see the differences later in the story of Isaac with his twin sons, Jacob and Esau. We'll actually be skipping the two stories of Stu, one of lentil and the other of goat, as we think of feasting this Lent. But I do, however, want us to think on how we are each different, though made in the image of God. And so we might each react in different ways to the things that we face in life. We might have a, a wide range of options that we might follow in any given situation. And some of these will be in harmony with God, and some of them will be against him. I frequently use social media, and increasingly, uh, as I go to respond to a tweet that I've seen that might rub me up the wrong way, I have to ask myself, do I really want to send that reply? It's too easy if someone shouts to simply shout back, isn't it? And this is, of course, what we see in online political arguments leading to a polarisation of society where nuance and consideration of middle ground are often lost. When someone opposes us, it's normal to shout back. Isaac literally wants the middle ground. He wants to plant crops and graze animals and get on with life. He does not seek to pick a fight. He simply wants to live and grow. But his setting does not seem to be allowing that. Isaac, son of Abraham, is blessed by God. But as this allows him to flourish, others struggle psychologically. The Philistines fear Isaac's strength, and so they choose to behave aggressively. Isaac doesn't really want to pose a threat, but as happens still in school playgrounds, maybe in the business world, in politics and between nations, anyone who is different, particularly if that difference is that they are successful, will possibly get taught a lesson by a bully. Isaac's wells are filled in, so he shakes the sand from his feet and moves on. And again, he moves on. And again, this is my water. This is my well, others claim. Actually, those old wells were of Abraham and the water is of God. All resources are of God. It is the Lord who causes rain to fall on the righteous and the unrighteous alike. However hard Isaac is bullied, however, whatever attempt to disenfranchise him, he seeks where the Lord would have him be, where there is space without harming others. And the Lord continues to pour out blessing on top of blessing. Despite facing continual opposition, he does well.
never retaliating in violence or misusing power, Isaac's flocks grow, his grain grows too. He was always open to shaving wells and streams of living water with others. He was not an isolationist. Indeed, it is the way of God that his people are to be an example to others. And that requires living as his people among others rather than separated from them. After some time, we hear there is an awakening among the other people, a sense growing among the Philistines that wherever Isaac goes, he seems to thrive. A sense that God is with him. And so Abimelech, fearing future war, comes in peace. The visiting Philistine king is not necessarily honest in his approach. We did not harm you, but always treated you well. We were kind, he claims. When actually the Philistines had previously cut off Isaac's water supply, forcing him to move on. But Isaac chooses not to pick holes in this. He instead brings forth a feast. A feast that's come about through his witnessing of God's ways. And the Philistine recognition that the Lord God is watching over and blessing Isaac. It is a covenant meal of peace and of hope for the future. It is a meal that involves forgiveness by Isaac and a seeking of a lasting peace by Abimelech. Are we, I wonder, as we seek to honour God, accepting that people are different from ourselves and still love them and so choose witnessing paths that in time might offer peace rather than a journey into conflict. Hugh, when this pandemic is over, do you maybe need to spend time with, perhaps share a meal with, not because they are a long-established friend, someone that you've been longing to sit down and eat a meal with, but actually the opposite. Someone that in the past you didn't really know, that you might have a disagreement with, but long for God's peace to be in the relationship. Who do you want a relationship to grow with? Not necessarily from a place of anger, but into a place of hope. There are, of course, times when Jesus is confrontational. And we might think particularly of where money changers tables are turned over. And yet, when it truly matters, Jesus becomes the host of the meal. He offers of himself. He brings to the table the bread of life and the cup of the new covenant. Amen.